to remind everyone to go to hankstrange.com, sign up for our email list. If you look <clears> around the website, you can find links to, for example, how you can get our merch um, from Ballistic Inc. There's direct links on there that you guys could go through. We are selling some patches on the site, so we've got... Uh, We've got, uh, this is the blaster patch, and we've got the broadcasting patch. And if you guys get those <coughs> while uh, these stickers last, Lola's sending out some gun vault stickers out there. Make sure you guys get out there and make that gun vault very important. Uh, you know, so let's see. I think with that, um, I believe that everything's coming through to all the folks out there. I'm going to ask everyone to smash the thumbs ups and share this if you can. Very important. I know for whatever whatever's going on, you know, we're getting ghosted by YouTube. Us and PewDiePie. 100%. Yeah, us and PewDiePie. <laughs> uh, PewDiePie makes the news, obviously, but then, you know, the gun guys <clears throat> or whatever, we don't make the news. But um, do that. I'm going to press the open button here and get the show going. Here we go. Welcome back to the Hank Strange Boom. situation. Make sure you Lifestyle guys subscribe to the, the channel, smash the thumbs ups, ring the bell so you can be notified every time we go live. Okay, Captain Peterson's joining us here for the first time. I don't know if you know about jazz hands. Captain Peterson, you're going to have to do jazz hands. This is how it goes. There it goes. All right. This is how we do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, who is that again? Um, Montel Jordan. Yeah, Montel. What was? was it Montel? Someone yeah. will tell us out there in the chat. So, uh, welcome back to the show, man. Uh, this is episode 661 of the Who Moved My Freedom podcast. As I said, we have Captain Sergeant Peterson of uh, Sergeant Peterson's Fishing, right? Is Captain that... Peterson's More Than Just Fishing. Okay, Captain Peterson's More Than Just Fishing. Uh, so, we're going to be talking about some fishing stuff and, and whatever the hell else we want to. Uh, we also have Trey from Aries joining us at some point. If he can ever uh, get tech savvy enough to figure out how to use Skype, so yeah, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> we'll see how that goes. <laughs> no, I know Lola and Trey are working on that, so we'll get that. If you were expecting uh, Flying Rich, I think Flying Rich is coming on tomorrow, so that's what's going on there. Big shout out! This is kind of new. You guys see? Look down there. See it says Barnules. Performance Street Case Ammunition, new to sponsoring the podcast, Barnules. Big shout out to those guys. If you don't know about Barnules, here, I'm going to throw this up on the, the, you know, you guys are shooting AKs. You should know about this. But yes, they make uh, the 545 by 39. They're making some 223, 762, all that kind of good stuff. So Barnules is getting on board, helping us out. They've got that new 300 blackout and all that. Um, we will be talking about it. We will be having someone on from there. And, you know, big thanks to them for helping us keep the lights on around here, um, getting out to the people. So there you go. CB says Montel Williams. So you're probably right. right. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. So that's pretty good, man. That's pretty good. What? How old are you, if you don't mind me asking? I know that's kind of rude. Uh, I don't give a – can we swear on this podcast? You I can, you can swear. Here's what I say. I say wait like about 10 minutes. We're already ghosted enough. <laughs> We're already ghosted enough without that. And listen, by the <laughs> way, someone uh, – so Flying Rich is actually sending me a picture that I'm going to roll in with everyone. He's got on the same shirt that you have. Oh, hold on. Let me see if – Does he? Boom. He just sent that in. He doesn't want to join us because he wants to look at the – at the uh, what do you call it? The debate tonight. So he's really? coming on tomorrow because he's one of those dudes who lives for the debate. But he's in the chat. He's well, in the chat. 
I mean, that's going to be interesting, you know, seeing the the crap show that that is going to be. Uh, I mean, the last one was as much as it was entertaining. It didn't exactly, uh, mm-hmm. you know, get what you wanted to get out of the thing. You yeah. know, did you look at the last uh, one? I watched the last one in entirety mm-hmm. and I meant to hit record on it. I hope that my YouTube TV like realizes that I want to watch it and somehow magically records it because it's oh. it's YouTube. I'm probably talking and it's hearing it on my microphone right now and it's recording it somehow weird because, mm-hmm. you know, like YouTube and or Google and Amazon listens to everything. And back on the shadow band, like you're talking about, mm-hmm. like I only had a couple gun videos on my channel. And over the last two months, I uploaded like five or six, mm-hmm. and my views went down like twenty percent. Oh man, uh, yeah. Like so, it's a real thing. So bro. your like, channel's mostly fish. What's your channel? Let me go pull your channel up so we can get some people to go over there. So is your ca- channel called? Uh, it's Captain Peterson's. Uh, Captain Sergeant Peterson's more than just fishing. Okay, more than and, just fishing. Uh, right? I mean, it's mostly my biggest videos are like I go to the boat shows and I drive giant million dollar boats around and tell people about them, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, also, you know, I talk about engines. Okay, I think I found it here. I'll run it in. So, what if if you were asking me about this, and I know you actually know some. Uh, wait, that's the wrong thing right there. We going back to Rich. Um, let Let's see. So here, sure you got my right channel though, because I got a, a backup channel just in case I got ghosted. Okay, so hold on. Let me see. Captain Peters. One of them says second channel. If it doesn't say second channel, you're good. Oh, as long as it doesn't say. Okay, yeah, this just says Captain Peterson's. You've got about, uh, uh, let's see, uh, one and a half K subscribers. Sound right? Yep. Okay, yep, so that's, that's it. it. I'm, I'm going to subscribe. All <laughs> you guys go over there and smash the subscribe button right now. Oh, some cool, yeah, there's some cool boat stuff on there. Yeah, man, like. My uh, my boat videos have done very well. My gun videos have done pretty well too. I've got some interesting uh, experience with bear hunting. I've done like a yeah, I see this got- crazy story of my buddy who shot a seven hundred pound bear mm-hmm. with a ten mil, but he had like multiple other caliber pistols and other mm-hmm. guys firing. And you should definitely, if you're a gun guy, go check that out because it's a super cool story. Mm-hmm. I've also done some stuff for like BRN one eighty, the ultimate boat gun. I'm going to be shooting a shark with that bad boy when Eric comes down here for Veteran Shark Week over Veterans Day mm-hmm. week. And we're going to shoot a shark in the face, so that should get some views. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> hold on one second. I see Trey's trying to text me, which is not easy for me to... Oh, I see which one he's on right now. Okay. Yeah, Trey's using a different thing. That's why. Let's see. We're trying to call him in. Trying to call him in here. Um. We'll see if we get him in. By the way, I see that oh, there he goes. There he goes, Trey. Look at you. There he is. The internet, Trey. Hey, I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> you know, as you get older, you don't really understand technology anymore, right? <laughs> <laughs> What's up? <laughs> at least you. At least you know how to train people. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. At least I know how to shoot. I'll <laughs> take. I'll take their computers. Yeah. <laughs> and smash them. What's yeah. going on, guys? Nothing much. This so, is man. Captain Peterson that we're talking to. He, uh, so, yeah. I don't know. Have you ever heard of him? I, don't know. I believe so from the fishing charters, right? Or am I mistaken? He's just he he's seen the captain thing and was like, I'm going to be nice and say he's heard of me even though he hasn't, which uh, is fine. Uh, don't make me feel bad <laughs> you're, now. You're both Floridians. <laughs> so, tra- so this is Trey from Aries uh, Training Facility. I speak you, Captain. He's in Leesburg. He does a lot of training stuff. Uh, and and you, Captain Peterson, 
you do a charter thing, right? And you're in, uh, where is it? Apicella, Lichicola? What is it called? Yeah. yeah. So think about this. It's very simple. Appalach. Appalach. Cola. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Appalach, Cola, Florida. Yeah. It's like right between Panama City and Tallahassee mm-hmm. on the coast. Um, I do deep sea charter fishing, you know, 10 to 60 miles out kind of thing. Mm-hmm. That's my deal. Um, I've been working hard on uh, social media the last year and mm-hmm. you know i've really found my niche if you will with doing boat reviews and i've been doing a lot of that i'll be going to the boat show at fort lauderdale boat show next week okay and you know if you google fishing catamaran mm-hmm. three of the top five videos when you google it are mine and same thing with oh sweet on youtube okay. yeah so yeah, that's cool. yeah i've been to the boat show in west palm beach or is Sweet. that yeah i think it's in west palm that that uh i know i remember going to one there so i don't know if that moves around or whatever i like going on those big expensive boats and just walking i around. do too yeah and just well what's stuff. nice is i'm a charter captain so i'm licensed you know up to everything bigger than they got basically so like mm-hmm. they're like and i tell them on youtube and they'll let me drive them so like oh, that sweet. doesn't suck you yeah and that's what my bigger videos are me driving these big million dollar fishing boats yeah cool we will do what we can to help you and hopefully the folks will go out there i'll throw it up one more time um and and here i'll throw up the your youtube channel one more time you you guys should go over there subscribe to this channel you'll I hear more about this stuff. Right now. he's got gun stuff if i was giving him advice i would have said don't put the gun stuff on the channel just not because well, i love gun stuff you're not but, the you know. only one that's done that multiple people have but I'm one of these dudes where, like, I believe what I believe, and I believe in the Second Amendment. So I'm speaking at, at the Second Amendment rally uh, Saturday, and I just kind of don't give a you-know-what. Yeah, um, yeah. No, that's cool. So like, I am who I am, and if, mm-hmm. if people want to work with me, they will. If they don't, it's all good, bro. Well, on, on my part, man, I'm always happy to work and help folks out. So listen, why don't we do this thing here, because Trey kind of, like, messed us all up. Uh, so of we'll, course. Start, we'll start from the beginning. <laughs> Captain Peterson, right? Yeah, Check it out. Yeah, that's it. That's it's it right 30. there, Trey. Smash Thank this. You go. There you go. You got one right there. Boom. Awesome. <laughs> you know, we'll take that one. Oh, we'll I work one. today. I filmed a video. I filmed two videos that you're going to want to check out over the next week or so. Top five guns that Joe Biden wants to ban. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry that's just <laughs> it's only you know what the thought that went through my brain was really only five <laughs> but the, the top five top five yeah the other one i worked on today was the top five rapper guns oh ooh, okay ooh, I didn't all, right, that one. all right yeah yeah so we'll see listen let's start from the beginning for all the folks out there that maybe don't know who you are and all that kind of stuff like, give us the biography of Captain Peterson. Like, who are you? Where'd you come from? How'd you grow up? How'd you wind up doing what you're doing here? Man, I truly believe in challenging the status quo. Mm-hmm. And I do that with a proven process of, you know, using Kaizen and wanting to get better every day. I grew up in South Minneapolis for 33 years of my 40 years I spent in the neighborhood where George Floyd was murdered. My mom was black and, uh, my dad was white, so I have a like to think I have a unique, you know, kind of story to tell, and that's in my Free American speech that I did for the Second Amendment rally, to uh, a rally dot com, I think is what it is for this Saturday. Absolutely, we had uh, Rob Pincus on yesterday. Okay, Pincus yeah. was on here. Yeah, 
Yeah. Um, I, I grew up in that neighborhood. I was fortunate enough to have, uh, uncles and, and grandfathers that lived, you know, many miles away on the lakes in Northern Minnesota. And they taught me how to hunt and shoot. And, you know, I had my first gun when I was 10 and my first boat when I was 10. And, you know, a lot of the kids that I grew up with didn't have that same experience. A lot of the kids I grew up with got, you know, rap sheets that are super long, you know, kids that were the kids I played with at the park were shotgun crips and bloods and mm-hmm. drug dealers. And, uh, you know, I feel like I was the one that, most of them made it. Someone went to prison, like, but I was the one that made it, if you will. And I have a story to tell, and I feel very. That uh, had to be that had to be interesting. And, and, and excuse me for forgive me for cutting you off. It had to be interesting being this kid who was black, you know, but didn't look it right. Growing up in yeah. the hood like that, um, that that had to be like a, you know, did you feel like an alien? Because the, the reason why I'm asking is I, well, I mixed myself in this. I've been in a lot of situations where I feel like I'm not completely accepted by one side or the other. Well, yeah. what's really weird about it is, like, I, I was a big basketball player, and I play basketball every day. Like, mm-hmm. and all my buddies play basketball. Like, I used to play at Augsburg College. We would sneak in. There would be, like, this one little crack in the door for light, and we'd sneak in there and play. Um, <laughs> That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And the, the cops would come when we were high, we were in high school and they would just tell us to leave or whatever, but we would do this like three, four times a week. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I mean, I can't tell you how many times I got called a cracker or a honky or this or that, the other thing. And these same damn kids would be at my house and see my mom and she had an Afro and you pick it out. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, how does that work? Right. Like, mm-hmm. uh, they know who my mom is, <laughs> you know, my mom, we wouldn't even know she was black until I had a DNA test, but we all knew she was black mm-hmm. because they tried to say that she was Native American. But okay. she carried herself like a black woman. Mm-hmm. She listened to the Supremes and could dance and could sing like a mother. Mm-hmm. Like she like one of the things in my speech is, you know, 60 years ago, she was surrounded by people surrounding her on a bus saying, get that end off the bus. We're going to lynch her. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, she was black, but even our own family pretended like she wasn't. I think maybe because she grew up, you know, in the 50s and 60s and mm-hmm. they didn't want people to think she was black and they thought they could just hide it and it was easier. Mm-hmm. And, you're, and I think I you were saying that, that your, your mom was mixed, right? So, Yeah, I mean, she was okay. like 25% black. Like, mm-hmm. it wasn't like she was super dark skinned. But in the 50s, like, it didn't matter how many black mm-hmm. you were, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess it really doesn't today. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> but you know that target that got burned in Minneapolis that's the target I grew up going to wow. the third precinct my high school is two blocks from there mm-hmm. I coached football there I had a business I used to own a gym for seven and a half years in that same neighborhood okay I recruited for the army in that same neighborhood like mm-hmm. uh, you know to, to go back I went there a month or two months ago I went to George Floyd Square and, and to see that, mm-hmm. like in the same neighborhood where you grew up and where you used to ride your bikes as a kid, mm-hmm. it, it, it's got it's a really heavy feeling, man. Like I've been to battlefields all over the world in the military. Like just you know, that's one of the things you do when you're military. You go somewhere, you look at the battlefields, and it has a very similar feeling to that. And uh, you know, the, the experiences I've seen going to that target with my mom as a kid, 
compared to, to going with my dad were different. And like, I've seen what, you know, people call it white privilege. I'm not sure that's the right term for it. Um, I like to think it's called white immunity, maybe like I've seen what that means and, and I felt it. And, and I feel like I, I really truly have to, to own that and, and be the person to bring that message, if you will, because, you know, I, I've seen dozens, too many times a count. I've seen kids brutalized by the Minneapolis police force, you know, for meeting a description. And they were like kids that we were like, we've been playing basketball with these guys for three hours. They haven't been nowhere. Well, they meet a description. They throw them up against a car. And it's just, it's bad, man. And I know that's not the whole country, but I can tell you that's definitely the case uh, where I grew up, unfortunately. Yeah. Understood. Um, so, so you grew up like that. How did you, how'd you wind up going into the military? You said you were in the army. Well, I was in the Air Force Air initially. Force? Okay. I, uh, I joined, I mean, my parents were both mentally ill and so was my sister. And I was like, I'm out of here. So like mm-hmm. within two weeks of graduating high school, I was out. I was in basic training, served in the Air Force for almost about seven years. Then I transferred to the Army National Guard and I worked full time in the National Guard. Well, in the Air Force, I was a weapons troop. So if you're a load toad out there listening, please subscribe to me. We got load toad stuff coming. Uh, I loaded bombs and missiles on F-15s and F-16s and worked mm-hmm. on the Gatling guns, um, the 20 millimeter Vulcan cannons on both of them and went through, you know, loaded rocket pods and gun pods and all the, all that kind of stuff. And then I got out and I was going to be, <clears throat> want to be a pilot. And, uh, in the air force, the pilot program was really hard at the time to get into because I had LASIK surgery and you couldn't get into it. So I joined the army with the intent to become a helicopter pilot. Well, they were like, I had, I was 25 and I had a kid coming and I was like, well, I don't have any, at the time you didn't have health insurance if you were in the military part-time. So well, I need health insurance. I got a kid coming. So the, they had full-time recruiting opportunities and they were like, I was like, I could do that shit. Sign me up. So they signed me up to be a recruiter for an air assault infantry unit. Uh, and I'm like, bro, do you know that I was in the air force? And they were like, well, you'll figure it out. So I figured it out. And uh-huh. <laughs> way of the military. I'm guessing there's a joke in there, right, Trey? Huh? Yeah, that's the military. <laughs> figure yeah. it out. Don't die, though. Yeah. You can figure it out. So I had to go through all my training over again, and it was cool. You know, uh-huh. it was a great experience. People often ask me, like, well, what's better, the Army and the Air Force? And I'm like, uh-oh. I don't know if you want to. <laughs> This depends what you want to do, you know, like mm-hmm. as I left the Air Force was because I wanted to do more HUA stuff and shoot machine guns and kicking doors and all this kind of stuff. And get an opportunity to do that in the Army, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. So I recruited for a long time. I was one of the, the nation's best recruiters and uh, I got my slot to be a pilot. Well, by that time, I had had a kid and I had hurt my knees and it just didn't went in the cards no more. I was getting old and. I didn't do it, I, and I, it's one of the one things in my life I wish I would have done, but I didn't want to be away from my kid. Mm-hmm. I was supposed to be a Black Hawk lieutenant pilot in the Army, and I turned it down. Okay. But, you know, maybe one of my kids will do that. You know, it seems like that's uh, something that... I think you chose them. to go the right way, man. The kids are, you know, the kids are always more important. You, you, you know, in my opinion, you put your time in there. So... Yeah, man. 
15 years before my knees and my back kind of, mm-hmm. you know, told me like, you can't be doing this no more. And, um, I'm super blessed, man. I, I've got a, a, a great wife and we've adopted my niece and nephew. We moved to Florida. I'm a deep sea captain. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I'm on YouTube and I got, I do a lot of work with disabled veterans organizations like, uh, these guys right here. Reunite the fight. Oh, let's see. Let me let's get a close up on that. Okay. You see that guy? I don't think yeah, I've you can hold it up. Hold it up. There you go. Okay. Cool. Well, who, and then, those uh, who are those guys? These yeah. guys are out of Michigan. I just went up there and went fishing with them. And then uh, there's another organization I work with, Hero Hunt Inc., which a lot of the the guys on social media, Tim Harmson, just went and did some stuff with those guys. Mm-hmm. Um, Eric from Iraq Veteran eighty eight eighty eight doing stuff with those guys and, and me and some other guys from Brownells. Here coming up and then also uh i want to give a shout out to hometown hero outdoors i do i try to give i give away five trips a year to disabled veteran organizations and these are the ones i've given i was supposed to do one with the special operations wounded warrior guys uh but the guy that it was like this big thing brownells did where they you know raffled off things and the winner got it and he was a disabled vet and he decided that it just he couldn't physically do it i can't really get into all that but he donated that money to the organization so that was really cool mm-hmm. um, but yeah man i i've i found kind of a happy place with being with vets we you know we lose 22 veterans a day and you know we can't solve that problem alone but together we can all make a difference and that's why we started this veteran shark week mm-hmm. we've got six gear coming down reunite the fight Hero Hunt Inc., Iraq mm-hmm. Veteran 8888. We've got a bunch of sponsors. Brownells is helping us do it. Uh, mm-hmm. Huck Fishing, Tuna Skins, um, AZ Arms, uh, Invincible Boats, Hammercraft Yachts, uh, Ballistic Inc. donated some shirts. I cool. mean, super huge, big shout out to uh, Resort Vacation Properties of St. George Island. They give me five houses a year to the tune of. Twenty to forty to fifty thousand dollars worth of houses to house these vets when I bring them down here to bring them fishing. That's awesome. So, yeah, resort vacation properties that they're filled with a bunch of good people. We've got a lot of restaurants and breweries in town that have donated. Like these guys are going to be here for a week. They don't have to pay for one meal. Okay. I mean, it like last year I took four guys fishing, and all of a sudden all these people heard about it, and now it's turned into this giant flipping thing and. It's it's humbling. It's a lot of work, but um, I'm uh, you know, there's two things I'm passionate about. It you know, it's inner city kids and veterans, and I'm I'm happy that I'm able to kind of work in those two spheres of influence, if you will. Yeah, awesome. Trey, did you want to ask a question here? Um, yeah, I deal with a charity out of Tampa. Also, they would probably be interested in getting with you. They are called the Veterans Alternative, mm-hmm. and they help with. Uh, reintegration into to society for veterans coming out so yeah maybe later on we can talk about that a little bit more but uh, i definitely would like to help you out and they probably would help you out too yeah where are you at trey i'm in leesburg um south of ocala because i forget you're, you're in from minnesota okay. yeah, if you go yeah if you go to Ocala and go south about 30 minutes that's where i'm at so okay yeah, yeah. i used to live in uh, apollo beach in the tampa area so i kind of yep. did the whole Tampa, Orlando, a little bit. So I have a. Yeah. 
I'm on the That's north right. northwest side of Tampa, or not Tampa, Orlando. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, then the Veterans Alternative, they're north of Tampa, and a place called Holiday. I don't know how familiar you are with. Yeah, I know where Holiday's at. So, yeah, yeah. Um, I've, it's been interesting. I've had, there's a good amount of organizations in South Florida that do stuff for veterans, and I've reached out to some of them. Um, you know, my sponsors would like to get people from places that don't normally come to our area to come in the off months and people from up north, like, like reunite divides from Michigan home, uh, hometown hero outdoors is like Minnesota, Wisconsin, Colorado. And then the, uh, hero hunt guys are from Nashville. So, you know, we're really trying to focus on, I've got some, some groups from, uh, there's veterans fishing and, and like, Dixie Charters, Dixie Fishing. I think they're from California, and we got a, a group from Massachusetts trying to get down. So, yeah, man, it's uh, it's humbling, and, and it's the people that that donate get to meet the veterans, and the veterans love it. I mean, it's good for everybody. Like, it's just a feel good thing. You know, at some point in my my life, that's all I'm gonna do. Uh, I just got to figure out a way to get the views on YouTube doing it, and I haven't quite figured that part out yet. I think we could, I think we <laughs> I could, shoot a yeah. shark. It's work, man. It's just work. That I is mean, the trick. Yeah, yeah, it's not a it's not an easy thing to do, of course, uh, and it gets more and more difficult. You know, there's more people in here, more content, and all that kind of stuff. But you're doing good work, and I think if you just keep working on it, you know, it'll grow, and uh, people will become aware of what you're doing, and, and I'm sure there'll be a lot of people that want to take part in it. I just did, with Roy from Brownells, I just did the Pause for Patriot, uh, which was in, um, I think that was Lakeland. It was at Cigar Life in Lakeland, uh, yeah. which is outside of Tampa, you yeah. know, um, and that was just interesting, man, to, to see how much... You know, those dogs, I think it's Southeastern Guide Dogs. Uh, let me see. I could probably tell you exactly what the uh, what the name of it is. But, um, yeah, they, you know, they, they do a lot to to uh, to help people be able to cope, right? Uh, coming back yeah, in and I mean, helping PTSD them out with anxiety. Is, and anxi- anxiety and PTSD and just regular old depression is like, mm-hmm. I mean, it's something I struggled with for years, like, I have a lot of chronic pain and I'm a hundred percent disabled for a long time. For two years, I didn't work at all. And I was lucky, man. I got into this chronic pain program at the VA. It was like a month long. And ever since then, I've been like ratcheting up my level of getting back and doing things. And I can't do nearly what I used to do, but I've had guys that come fishing with me that hear my whole story. And when I'm here with them for four or five days or a week, mm-hmm. they get to hear like the real crap show. Right. Um, and they're motivated. And, and someone, one guy told me he had a gun in his mouth, you know, a week prior to the trip. Mm-hmm. And since the trip that he came on, he's gone back and got a job and like lost 50 pounds. Like, it's like, what happened to this guy? Mm-hmm. And, and a couple other guys I brought down here have just started to get really involved in the veteran community. And it's unfortunate the VA doesn't do the things that they probably, um, maybe they want to do, I don't know, like in the VFW and the legions are like these like old smoky places where people just chain smoke and drink. And that's not really the scene for a lot of modern younger guys, post nine 11 veterans anyway. Mm-hmm. And we've had a lot of these like smaller organizations mm-hmm. kind of like 
create themselves and they're doing really good work, man. And, um, uh, I'm just excited. I get to go along for the ride, man, till the wheels fall off. Yeah. Let me ask you both of you guys this question. You guys are both in the military. What do you, you know, what advice would you give to people who are not in the military when they're dealing with veterans, especially that have these issues? Like, you know, what would you say, Hey, this is a simple thing that you could do to help out. Obviously you guys are trying to you know, create things for them to uh, to go do. But what can everyday people interacting with these guys do? I think that's a really tough challenge. Like, in my experience, people, even with myself, I got tough days, you know. And you can talk to people, but if they haven't been in the military, there's certain things that, like, the average person regardless of how much good intent they have, just aren't going to get. So I I would say help them get connected with somebody. Yes. Communication service Mm -hmm. and get them to do something with them on a regular basis Mm -hmm. so that they know there is a community forum that somebody that that's like them, that they're, they're expecting them to see them later in the future. Mm -hmm. We've seen these guys cooped up. For months, one of my buddies, I haven't left the house in eight months. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, anxiety is a huge do. thing with some of them. What are you up to? What are you doing? What are you up to? What are you doing? Hey, man, I'm going out to get a, I'm going out to get some pizza. Want to go? No, no, I don't want to leave. What are you up to? What are you doing? Constantly. Not like bugging him. Just text him every once in a while. Just, hey, man, just thinking about you. Thought, thought I might like to hook up with you for a little bit. No, I don't want to leave. And then eventually one day, yeah, I'll get a pizza with you. Mm-hmm. And he's out. And once he's out, then he sees, oh, my God, there's a world out here again. Mm-hmm. It, I, I was lucky because I'm very driven also. So when I got out, I started to do that. And then what did I do? I went out and got two jobs. So I dug myself into work. Mm-hmm. And I worked two or yeah, three jobs. just distracted I mean, I, yourself, yeah. Yep. I locked in on work and because that, that's just how I am. If I'm getting down or bummed out, I just work like a dog. And that's what I've always done. Mm-hmm. And so instead of drinking or riding a motorcycle till I kill myself or doing it or cooked up in the house and basically right. sitting there just trying to figure out how to survive day to day, I dug into work mm-hmm. and that's what I've always done. Mm-hmm. But the most of them guys and I deal with them, I deal with individuals a little bit deep, different. I, I'll get one guy and then we'll just start talking and we'll just talk about nothing. Mm-hmm. Like I did bees for a while. So one of the guys is like, man, that sounds really cool. So we'll talk about bees. He doesn't know anything about bees at all. But I'll talk about, ah, I did this, my bees were doing that, I was raising them, and just talking. What that dude was doing was the VA was giving him hand over fist pills, and what was he doing? Popping those pills, popping them pills. That was me. Popping those pills, and one day he said, I just stopped, and I was fine, and I went back to work. Because every day I tell him, hey, man, you don't need that shit. Mm -hmm. You don't need that, and, you know, you're tougher than that, and you got to get your life in act, and you got to get your, you know, just a little bit picking at it, picking at it. Mm-hmm. But you know, they're people well, too. You know, yeah. Yeah, I mean, in my experience, like veterans, if you get veterans around other veterans, like oh, especially veterans that are successful, we just give each other so much shit that you have to start doing stuff, and oh, like yeah. that's what we need. Like we need somebody, like he said, to be picking at us. But what happens is in, in the military, we have these teams and these squads and these platoons, and we have this order 
you get out of the military and there's nothing and it's just yep. you and you don't realize like how to do it on your own. Cause you've always had this team and this camaraderie and that's what we hope to do with this, this veteran fishing and stuff. And it's not about just the bringing these guys here to fish for the week. I mean, that's awesome. But I'm all about, I was a recruiter for the army and if you're a good recruiter, a decent recruiter, you go find people and they join. If you're a really pizza good recruiter, parties. pizza parties in the military, right? Boot camp, pizza parties, right? But if you're a really good recruiter, you take people and you turn them into mini recruiters, and they bring people to you, and you just yep. sign them up, right? So what I've been trying to do with this fishing trips is get these guys and turn these guys into little mini me's, send them back to their place, and all of a sudden on their social media, I see them they're going out fishing three, four times a month and bringing a bunch of guys with them. Mm -hmm. Right. Like, and that's where I believe the sweet spot is, is inspiring more people to do what we're doing. Just, you know, not, you know, like not everybody has a deep sea fishing boat. Right. Like, but the one thing veterans share is almost all veterans love being outdoors. Right. Like, Mm -hmm. and in my experience, for my own personal like mental health, like the water has been very good for me and getting guys on the water and getting guys together. They just spend time and they can chill, be healed by the nature. And then they get healed by each other. And then all of a sudden they start doing it more and more and more and more. And it's like this ripple effect. Mm-hmm. And what know, is it I, about, I, what is it about the ocean? Is it like, uh, going into space? Water, you realize how small you are. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the ocean's special, though. Like, It's a beast. Yeah. I grew up around the ocean, in the ocean all my life, too. Not a captain, though, mm-hmm. but I was always on the water as a kid scuba diving. We had boats. Um, my dad now has a big boat, but we always had small boats when I was a kid. Always fished. Always always fished on the lake or on the ocean mm-hmm. my whole life. Mm-hmm. Catching crabs, catching bait, uh, whatever it was. Scuba diving. So. When the ocean's like freedom, I don't know how to explain it. I mean, when you're scuba diving, you're free. You're left alone. Yeah. And I'm a big diver. My my injuries and stuff have kind of slowed me down a lot with that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I've dove all over the world and I, I love it. But like getting like a lot of people, if you're like him and I, you catch a shark, it's not a big deal. You caught how many sharks you hooked into? A hundred throughout the years. But the first time you hook a shark. Mm-hmm. And you see this big eight, 10 foot thing, your mind's like, bam. Right. So like, yeah, it's like a, it's like a drug, man. Like, I don't want to get these guys out there. They can experience that. It's like jumping out of a helicopter. Step the fish, get to eat the fish. Mm -hmm. I remember, so I went, I actually went fishing with Eric from Iraq veteran and uh, a bunch of people on, on a Brownells trip. Um, And that's not my first time out on the water, but whenever I go out on the water, I feel like that. But I remember there was some kind of smaller fish that that I did catch. It was real bloody, and the guys threw it into the water, and like that, like that, there were sharks there. And I just like when that, I was like, oh, this is, you know, they weren't kidding around in the movies. Yeah, this is real. When blood hits that water, shark problem here. (laughs) We got way too many sharks. Like there's one time. This year, I did, I do during snapper season. I'll do four hour trips. I ain't doing them this year, but mm-hmm. I was doing them, and we get a limited snapper every time. Mm-hmm. And like, bro, we lost forty hooks in four hours on top of our limited snapper and probably another twelve mangrove snappers mm-hmm. to sharks. 
40 hooks, four hours. Uh, and that's, that's like four shame. hours back Snapper? to back. That's, that's like, good fish. That's, that's good like two and a half hours of fishing, 40 hooks we lost. That's crazy. So I'm, how many sharks did you get out of that? Sharks. How many sharks did you get out of well, it? Well, we're using a light tackle, so they um, break them off on purpose because yeah. I ain't trying okay. to fight a shark for two hours mm-hmm. when we're only out there fishing for two and a half hours. Mm-hmm. But like, that's like we have a shark infestation problem, and we're about to start blasting them. Mm-hmm. So PETA is not going to like me. Okay. Uh, I, I think I understand fun. what you're saying. <laughs> I mean, we're not we're not going to waste the meat. Like, I'm going to donate mm-hmm. the meat to the food shelf and all that shit. People don't want to eat it. Like, it's shark. Like, there's a lot eating? of we live in a poor county. Like, yeah, I'm not going to waste it. But like, yeah, is shark know. good eating? I don't know if I've ever eaten shark. I can't remember. Lola, have I eaten shark? I had it a couple times. I, I think mean, I've I think only had baby okay. shark. I think okay. I've only do had that, do? but I've never eaten regular, like a full-grown shark before. Yeah. It pisses your skin. So so can I tell you guys in the back, so you guys are sea people, obviously, right? You're water people. I remember when I was a kid, I came to America. I used to live in Nigeria. We came to America, um, and I don't think, I didn't see it in the movie theaters, but I, I think I saw it on video or something like that, right? Uh, Jaws. Okay? So oh, yeah. I saw Jaws as a kid, scared the living bejeebas out of me. I couldn't, I <laughs> could not get into a bathtub. I used to love going in the bathtub, taking a bath until I saw that movie. And then I was like, I think that Jaws could get through these pipes. I used to be scared right. to sit on the toilet bowl. I was like, I think Jaws. That's, I'm talking about when we went back to Africa, when we went back to Nigeria. I was like, it's possible that that shark could come through. And I was so, I don't know, it took me a long time to get over that. <laughs> I know that sounds, I know that sounds I mean, I'm stupid. not going to lie, bro. Like, <laughs> we have a lot of sharks here and, uh, like, mostly big-ass bull sharks and big-ass tiger sharks. And I don't play. If you look on my channel, there's a video of one of them biting my engines. Hmm. Like. Uh, They're aggressive. I. I mean, I've been diving all over the world, like in Mexico and Thailand and all that kind of crap, mm-hmm. and California. Mm-hmm. But like here, dude, we got a shark problem. Like, I'm not saying I wouldn't dive here, but like I'm gonna have a Glock on me or something. <laughs> yeah, it took me a while. Like, if I look at if I look at Jaws now, I'm like, this is the stupidest movie ever. <laughs> How could I possibly believe this? As well, a do kid? you know the history behind that movie? There's like a real story it was inspired by. Bull sharks can go in freshwater, and in in the movie it's a great white or whatever, but mm-hmm. which, which is not true. But they had documented sharks that made it all the way to Illinois from the Gulf of Mexico. We had one in our lake, in so, Lake Eustis. They found one, and it had gone like miles through the chain of lakes. Oh, yeah. The record. And they caught a bull, and it was a bull shark. That mm-hmm. was in New Jersey. Mm-hmm. That movie was based on in New yeah. Jersey. Yeah. That's another shark that yeah. made it to New Jersey, and. But the record, they found the bull shark 2,700 miles up the Ganges River in India. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. By the way, um, Military Arms Channel's out there. He says, hey. Uh, What's up, Max? Yeah, you, you guys need to smash the thumbs up. So, uh, Max says, Sergeant Peterson, try to kill me. <laughs> oh. No, he didn't even go on my boat. Okay, that's probably a good story. <laughs> the question is, did you deserve it, Mac? Did you deserve Maybe. it? Did you torture test? 
did you torture test a scorpion and then sorry and then he got mad about it? I don't know. Maybe that's why. <laughs> Maybe you put the scorpion through the gauntlet. And that's why, you know, that's why that happened to you. I don't know. Is there is there a story behind that? Is it it Well, yeah. that was the story. He was he was down on the trip when I brought the guys out. And literally, like, we got to the dock, and I was like, well, before we got to the dock, I was like, I told Roy, I was like, we shouldn't go out. But, you know, we can't, we can try. And then, like, we got to the dock, and I'm like, yeah, bro, we probably shouldn't go. And mm-hmm. Eric and Brandy and all those guys were like, send it. And I'm mm-hmm. like, all right. And we got out about 10 to the cut, and I said, we probably should turn back. And they're like, and I look around, and, and Dave and Roy and Ryan and, Chad, no, nobody would tap out. And I'm like, all right, let's go. And we got to the other, to where the pass is. And there was like six footers inside the pass. I'm like, bro, this ain't going to happen. Like, but I mean, I ain't going to tap out. You're going to tap out before me. Oh boy. I was playing chicken. And this is how they all died. He said it was Jason, not him. Yeah. He says, remember it was Jason that hates water, not me. I love, he says, I love the water. Is this true? Don't besmirch, don't besmirch Jason's name like that. Hold on a second. I'm going to take up for Jason here. Did Jason really not like the water? No, I mean, it was like, you got to understand, let me tell the rest of the story. Okay. So we get out the cut, and it's like 20, 30 feet, and it's like six, eight footers, and we're taking waves over the front of the bow, right? Like, I'm not talking about like a splash, like Rachel, rapid fire Rachel's in the back sitting on a beanbag chair and the some bitch is floating. Mm. <laughs> There's a crab floating around in, oh. in the, in the okay. <laughs> <laughs> And all of a sudden, Randy's floating. And I'm looking back like, uh, and we keep going. And I ask him one more time. I ask Roy. Roy's like in the fetal position. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you guys ready? And, and nobody would call it. I'm like, mm-hmm. y'all are crazy. We're going back. So mm-hmm. I, tur- I whipped it. I said, everybody hold on. I whipped it around and came back. And and if you go on the St. George Island Facebook page or you Google like St. George Island downspout, there was a downspout like literally the size of the zip code that was in between the island and where I was coming back. And we barely beat that some bitch to the dock. So, and, uh, uh, so uh, <laughs> Flying Rich wants to know how big was the boat? What size boat was this? 26-foot twin V. 350 horsepower. I mean, we're going like 40 miles an hour running from this thing. Okay. We had no business being out. Okay. And you're and saying Mac was crying like a baby. I never said that. Those aren't my no, words. Bro. I know. I'm adding it. I'm adding it. Mac says, dude, I'm an old school diver. I've been out on dives in 15 plus C's. Yeah. I believe it, man. Yeah. Mac, he's, he's hardcore. I mean, you know, we had some uh, shenanigans and we were with that at the hero hunt, deer hunt last mm-hmm. uh December. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some some behind the scenes action that was pretty fun. He's a, he's a fun dude, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no the guys is. like connected with Brownells are like super solid people. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I totally agree with that. Everyone except Mac. I don't agree with that. I don't agree with it. <laughs> Terrible guy. Horrible. Is that what you're saying? Huh? <laughs> he's just mostly solid. <laughs> nah, he's cool. He's cool. He's all right. I wouldn't kick him out of the boat. <laughs> so really, Jason was Jason was the one, huh? Jason didn't like getting out on uh, getting out on the water. 
Yeah, well, Tim, Tim, saved, Tim and Rob Pincus saved me. This is an inside joke, Tim, if you're listening. Mm-hmm. Saved me from posting some uh, ignorant things on Instagram. So I appreciate you, Tim. Thanks for Uh-oh. looking out. Yeah, I don't know if He's, we want to. Yeah, I don't know if we want to know. Um, I mean, it's nothing yeah. bad. It's just like. Yeah. I can't have that out on the streets that I made that big of a mistake is all I'm saying. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. All right. So let's see. Um I'm trying to think uh, where do we want to go here after we heard about this uh, horrible story going out fishing with you. You know, I mean, that's uh, that's pretty bad. And you said there was a video on your channel. What's it called? The video where the shark is trying to eat the engine. I'm trying to see. It's like shark attacks boat or something. Okay, shark. Let me see. I'll, pull, I'll see if I can pull that up. I can find it for you. Hold on real quick here. Yeah. Uh, no, I see it. Shark attacks boat. Okay, hold on. Let's see if we could. Let's see if I could run this in here, for the folks. Okay, let's see. Uh, this looks like a quick video. I can see it. Sneaking up. Yeah. Once that shark attacks the boat, I would be pretty much out. That would be okay. Let's see. Oh yeah. It's just hanging out there with you guys. Let me see. I'm trying to see how far I need to go for it to... Okay, here we go. All right, here we go. It's coming up close now. Are you trying to get it to... Is it caught on the line or something? No, we're fishing for snapper. We're we're chumming, like, throwing chuck bait out for snapper. And that bad boy's just sitting back there picking our fish off. And uh, my Oh, yeah, can... I see him. Oh, yeah, is he... Whoa. <laughs> right? I like, he's chomping on my motor. Yeah. Why yeah, why would he even try why would a shark even try we had to do the, that? My deckhand in all of his wisdom put the chum sack on the back of the boat. Okay. Between the two motors. Mm-hmm. And the motors okay. have like this like galvanized thing that like dissipates the electrical current. So mm-hmm. supposedly the sharks are attracted to that and he bit where that was. Mm-hmm. And I'm like trying to poke him with my rod to get him to go away. <laughs> like Cause I'm not trying to like disable one of my motors before I got to go back in 40 miles. And look at that big boy. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That, uh, that shark made no damn, no damn sense right there. <laughs> nah. <laughs> Why are you he was trying gonna do to what do that? Do. <laughs> yeah. Is there crack in the ocean? <laughs> like what exactly would make a, a shark try to, uh, sardine chum? No, well, so I guess he didn't see the engine and all that churning up. It looked like he was just going right in for... Obviously, he's not going in for the propellers, right? Because the propellers would mess him up. Or, no, he or was is this like a light. jet? What's what, what's coming out right there? Is it, a, is it a propeller there? Is it like a jet? Yeah, it's a propeller, mm-hmm. and he was hitting the skeg, and there's tooth marks on the skeg from when he was biting. I believe there's a picture in that video. Hmm. And Tiger Shark's got some serrated you know ginsu type teeth so like they can do some damage oh yeah hold on so yeah so let's see i'm gonna pause it right there so you guys can see so these all these scrape marks on there was the was the uh that was from the shark mm-hmm. oh, okay wow yeah yeah that was serious and you guys didn't catch that shark and eat him huh no, there's a special permit you need to have to retain sharks in federal water, which is past nine miles. 
at the time I did not have it, but I've since got it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've confirmed with the National Oceanic Atmosphere Association, I think, what, NOAA. Mm-hmm. Yep. I was like, bro, once I hook a shark, can I shoot it? And they were like, you can use secondary methods. I'm like, well, what does that mean? <laughs> That's gibberish. And they're like, it's left to determination. I'm like, yeah. Roy, send me an AR pistol we're going to shoot a shark with it because that's going to break the internet that's a secondary method what's the name Uh, was it uh, No Country for Old Men where the guy had that pneumatic thing was that yes yeah it was also in that other shoot him in the head he walk up to him and they just be looking at him I thought that was like cattle or something yeah I think that's for cows or something like that yeah yeah they ain't going to work in the ocean bro like you can't reach them (laughs) but I mean (laughs) I'm gonna I'm gonna try different weapons. I'm gonna try. I got a stainless Ruger 22. That probably. I mean, sharks don't even got bones. They got cartilage. So like, mm-hmm. I think this 223 I'm gonna shoot mm-hmm. out of a ten and a half inch barrel is probably gonna go through that some bitch. Yeah. Uh, Captain Shark says injured turtle, seal, or whale is crack for big sharks. Oh, for sure. Tiger sharks eat. Uh, Sea turtles, that's a thing. But they're protected, so it's not like I can use them for bait. Right, yeah. Um, so but I would. When, the, when those tiger sharks try to eat the turtles, uh, who who comes and gives them a ticket for that? I'm guessing no one. <laughs> Nobody. Uh, yeah. When I lived on, I, well, for a year, I lived mm-hmm. on Dog Island, which is water access only. Mm-hmm. And uh, we, would, we, li- we have a dock in the bay, and... In the colder months, we'd always see turtles back there. Like they were like frozen chocolate when it was like 28 degrees or whatever. And we would like turn them to FWC. But now I'm like, man, that could have been good shark bait. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, also, Captain Shark says bang stick with a 12 gauge in it works yeah. great. Oh, yeah. Bro, I'm trying to shoot some sharks in the face. <laughs> but I appreciate your suggestion. So, you're, so, you're so mad at the sharks. I understand. I you don't understand. I lost 40 hooks, 40 freaking, <laughs> 40 10 to 20 pound snappers in four hours in one day. They need to die. You should Not just, next time, take plastic straws out there with you, up. man. Throw plastic straws at them. That'll get them. That'll teach them. I'm going to shoot hot fire at them, man. <laughs> Mold. Yeah. yeah, lead. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm um, a hook. Let's yeah. be clear about that. Yeah. What's the question? Go, I'm sorry, Lola. What's the question you want me to ask, Trey? Oh, yeah, Lola's asking about that Flux Defense Raider video that you did, uh, Captain Peterson. Oh. But I th- And I think she also wanted to know if Trey has seen those out on the range also. So I, I noticed on your channel you did a video for that. I don't know, Trey, have you seen any of the uh, Flux Defense stuff? Oh, the you're talking about the stock that pops out, right? Is that yeah. what you were doing? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's the brace for I've the... I've uh, one, but I, didn't, I only saw it. I didn't really mess with it, and the dude left. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, bro, probably know more about it than I do, Tim. But uh, I mean, they look cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're super. Like, if you press that release, that brace will knock you out. Oh, it's going. Yeah, it's moving. <laughs> it's like, oh, that's it, crazy. It's fun, man. I was mm-hmm. uh, I was at Eric's house a week or two ago with him and Black Diamond Guns of Gear mm-hmm. and Mister Guns of Gear. We were just playing around with, and I was like, well, I may as well make a video. And uh, it, it's fun, man. I mean, it, for like a boat gun or a truck gun. You know, it's 
it's it's super. I think they've come out with they've come out with some new stuff. Um, I remember when they first came out a couple of years ago, but I think they've uh, they've added some improvements. I know, isn't there one for like the Sig? Is it the Sig? What is it? The P three twenty? Yeah, yeah. It's I think you can yep. use the one that I had. You can use for the P three twenty or the M seventeen. Oh, okay. Very cool. Very cool. Uh, yeah, well, it's got that extra little mag holder in the front, so you got mm-hmm. like you can release that and then change your mag yeah, out real you, quick. Yeah, you have an extra fun. mag on there. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Shout out to Walter from Safety Harbor Firearms. Hey, Walter, what's up, Walter? Um, by the way, also big shout out to Mister Guns and Gear. I think he hit uh, half a million subscribers on the yeah, five hundred thousand. Yep, nice. Oh, <laughs> he's 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 almost there, man. He's gonna get to that million. You know, 100%, dude. He's motivated, man. He's a good dude. He's yeah. He's got some stories, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. as many veterans do. But, I mean, for somebody that – and I told him, like, he, he posts a lot of really good Second Amendment stuff. And, uh, like, I told him, I said, dude, like, thank you for your service then and, and now. Like, he's still – he's motivated. And uh, he's inspiring, you know? Yeah. Yeah, he does some pretty good stuff. I follow a lot of his stuff, too. Yeah. Guns and Gear, um, my, my, uh, my opinion, I think Guns and Gear is a good dude. You know, uh, he helps out other people. He stays really active, right? I mean, he's always yeah. going. If he's awake, he's up to something. Um, but, yeah, he does. He also like, does a lot like, to help You're, like, out. talking to him at dinner. He's on his laptop, like, yeah, doing affiliate something. <laughs> like, he... He is like oh, he is like a genius, literally. Yeah, it's uh, it's funny. I know how you were talking about being mixed and stuff like that. And I'm always telling Lola, I'm telling you, Guns and Gear. He's got he's got some percentage of you know of black in him. He listens to more R and B, hip hop, reggae than <laughs> I do. <laughs> yeah, if you try to quiz oh, him, yeah. he knows. He knows. He knows like. He's into that I'm stuff. I'm a hip hop guy. I mean, that's like, <laughs> like, I, I used to be like a grunge dude till I was about 14. Mm-hmm. Then I heard Wu Tang Clan and Nas, and I was like, flipped it. And yeah. uh, check out my Instagram. I got a, a picture, you know, like the obviously the elections going on, mm-hmm. and I got like this spoof I made in front of a Joe Biden sign. I put up the sign. It says. Uh, presidents are temporary. Wu Tang is forever. It's like my yard sign. In front of my yard. Yeah. So what's um what is your what is your Instagram? I'll go find that. Captain Sergeant Petersons. Captain. Okay. Yeah. Captain Sergeant Peterson. I think is what it is. Okay. Like updated. Yeah. See, I don't know if you know. I don't know if you know uh, what this is, but uh, all you have to do is is say to. Uh, and by the way, here it goes. If you're looking for it, uh, and I'm following you right now, everyone go out there, check it out. Oh, I see you. You threw up something saying you're going to be on here. Uh, awesome, awesome. Let me see if I can find. What are we looking for? A yard sign? I don't know yeah, how. it's uh, it's got. Oh, I see it. Yeah, presidents are temporary. Wu Tang is forever. <laughs> You'll notice that shirt I got on there. That was from my good steady. friends Yeti and Yolo. Oh, uh, steady beasting. Yeah. Oh, that, was, that was that was shirt they sent me. Or they gave it to me when I was up there visiting Brownells and. Yeah, that's cool. Just if you wanna, so here's a test. This is a hip hop thing. If I don't know, uh, put some respect, put some respect on my name. You better put some respect on my name if you know what. <laughs> I don't know who knows what that is. Birdman, baby. 
You, I don't know if you know about you. You, probably, you, you don't look at a lot. You don't listen to a lot of of hip hop stuff, right, Trey? <laughs> I mean, I do. I listen to about everything, honestly. Well, but I, this thing. Say, I, I do listen a little bit more uh, yeah. <laughs> heavy metal. <laughs> there's this there's this viral YouTube video of these radio guys were talking bad about Birdman, and he's a he's a rapper technically, but he's more of like the label head, right? And he's like an old school gangster that was like ran this label and a bunch of guys uh, worked for him. Like Lil Wayne, if you ever heard of Lil Wayne, he's under like father, like son. Yeah, he's under uh, he he's under that. But anyway, these radio guys were talking bad about him, so he rolled up on them at the radio station. So they had all this stuff that they were talking, but then when he rolled up there, they didn't have anything to say. But it was yeah, so were... funny if you look at the video because he's talking. He's like, "I'm talking to all three of y'all, all three, all." Tree. So mm-hmm. Guns Again does this to me every time, you know. Mm-hmm. And he was like, uh, "When you say my name, better put some respect on it." <laughs> and then mm-hmm. I think another famous line from that was like, "Are we done or are we finished?" <laughs> Which is, it's just, it's. I know, I know, it's stupid, but I like I do that to Lola all the time. I'm like, "Are you done or are you finished?" <laughs> you know, she just gets mad. So. Anyway, I'm just that's my that's my little sidetrack. That's my little sidetrack for you guys. Uh Brick says they used to be the hot boys. Yeah, they're from Louisiana. Birdman. Um that's just so back yeah. that ass up, juvenile. Yeah, yeah. Little Wayne's one of the best rappers alive, man. Like Father Likes on, I'm telling you that song. Yeah. That's got Little Wayne and the Birdman in it. Yeah. That's the song right there. I, like, I even converted my fifteen year old mm-hmm. son with mm-hmm. that song. My favorite like, Lil Wayne song is a Millie. You know, a Millie, a Millie, a Millie. Song. Yeah, it's, it's like I'm yeah. tougher than Nigerian here. <laughs> yeah, I, that's Lil Wayne. That's one of the. I like uh, the one with Swiss Beats uproar. Okay. With uh, is Lil Wayne. It's on the Carter. Five, yeah, they don't make hip hop the same. Like the mumble, mumble rap. Oh my god. Yeah, so, yeah, like I listen to a lot of underground hip hop, like some yeah. stuff that you probably don't mess with. And I mean, yeah. that's okay because a lot of people don't mess with it. Yeah. That's why it's underground. Um, but like uh, yeah. Uproar with Swiss Beats from Little Wayne, that's a good song. But, oh, okay. Um, uh, John it's Doe says, rated don't be higher de- on. It's rated yeah. higher. John Doe says, don't it's be deceived. Higher. These guys' secret favorite band is the Backstreet Boys. Bro. Actually, <laughs> Boys, they, actual, did, they did a couple of hits. What, you can't, you can't hate what on do them. you know about atmosphere? That's what I got to say to him. <laughs> what about Tech Nine? I mean, he's a gun dude. Tech Nine, Tech Nine is one of the. Yeah, I mean, Ever Ready from Tech Nine is one of the best hip hop songs probably ever to work out to. Mm-hmm. Really? Uh, Born yeah. to be a shooter. Josh says, Hank, I agree. Lil Wayne is best. I love No Ceilings uh, the most. But Carter three two yeah, Lil Wayne is was I, I think he was great man. I think after like in the later generations that we have here, especially in like the middle of the zeros, someone said in nineteen ninety eight hip hop died. But I think like uh, somewhere in the early zeros, man, it just started fading out. I don't know this mumble yeah, rap. Yeah, it got commercialized. Well, yeah. like the game is pretty good. I mean, he's got a song with Lil Wayne called The Goblin, I think is what it is. It's mm-hmm. a pretty good song. Yeah. But I'm telling you, under if you're underground hip hop, atmosphere, sunshine, I mean, there's a dude named Brother Ali, which is you know, mm-hmm. this is an interesting story. He is a white albino dude. Mm-hmm. He's Muslim. Mm-hmm. 
don't make any sense at all. But he's <laughs> he's got some songs that you'll be like, I put it on one of my my uh, posts on Instagram. This song called "The Truth Is Here," like "The Truth Is Here" by Brother Ali. I'll put that up against. Mm. If you haven't heard that song, that song gets you going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna have to check that out. You know. Listen, I don't think I think music transcends a race. You know, uh, quite often, right? So there's diff- there's always someone who you- doesn't necessarily belong within what you would normally see uh, race wise in that genre of music, and they do you know they do pretty people can hate Vanilla Ice all they want to. I grew up back in those days. Vanilla Ice was the man. He was the yes, man. he was. Oh yeah. yeah you yeah. can hate on him if you want. He did that way before Eminem. Yeah. You know? Right. Um, and then what's the name of the other guys that were actually from? Uh, one of them was from Rockaway with MC Search. No, not okay. Beastie Boys also they're from Brooklyn. Yeah. Uh, there was the Beastie Boys, but then oh, Third Base. I don't know. You guys might not. You guys are young. You probably don't know about Third Base. Uh, so, man, I'm. I'm. You asked me the question. I never answered. I'm 41. You're 41. Okay. How old are you, Trey? How old are you? Me. Uh, I'll tell you in a second. How old are you, Trey? Let's see who's the oldest here. 47. 47. I'm the oldest. 48 right here. Boom. Wow. I mean, put let's some be respect honest. on my name. Put some respect. <laughs> all three of y'all. All three of y'all. Put some respect. <laughs> See, people, <laughs> Rodney Brady knows third base. You guys never heard of third base? I'm sure we heard of them. I, I probably heard their song, just didn't know who it was. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't recall ever hearing them, though. No? Oh, okay. No. Yeah, they were kind of after the Beastie Boys, you know. I definitely know who the Beastie Boys are. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Rodney Brady said Brooklyn Queens. All right, yes. See, so anyway, I'm the oldest. You guys are going to have to respect that. If that's a... <laughs> I don't know if it's competition. <laughs> Bad respect. <laughs> and to make it work, I always say, I'm actually older than that, and I'll tell you why. Everyone I went to, so the people I graduated from with, uh, that I went to high school with, we graduated together, they were all 50. Because when I graduated, I was 16. Everyone was 18. So I'm actually older. Are you, is that, are you bragging or is yes. that like... I'm just saying, technically, I'm even older than that. So All right. So like yeah. what you're saying is generationally <laughs> you're older than that. <laughs> yes, generationally. Lola hates that. <laughs> That's her least favorite thing. You know? She's like, you're not... Please, your immaturity level is like you're maybe maybe twenty three or twenty four. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> well, that's how you know you got it right. Yeah, that's how you know you're doing it right. That's right. You have fun. Yes, exactly. Listen, let's talk. Let's switch. Let's switch course here a little bit. I want to talk about this gun thing because it happened. It happened in Florida, and I want to share this with. Actually, let me throw this in the chat so you guys could see this while I'm talking right. about. It. Very. I think I thought this is a very interesting story to talk about gun wise, and we'll get in here. And um, probably because a lot of times I talk about this kind of gun news stuff and no one's up on it yet. And I'm going to share it with the people out there in the chat as well, just so you can all see it. And I'm going to pull this news up on the screen. So here's the headline. Yeah, I've seen. Yeah. Florida model grabs gun, defends family from harmed home intruders. Yeah, the guys with the Uzis, right? Is that what you're talking yeah, about? I don't think they... Yep. Uh, did they have Uzis? I thought it was like two yeah. guys yep. with Uzis or something. I only saw a blip of it. I didn't get to read the whole article. Yeah. So mostly I looked at this just for, based on the picture. You know, once you put Florida model in there, then you don't need to go like this. Like, oh, wait a second. Someone cute got into trouble. We got to look at this. Make sure they're okay. 
But anyway, here's the story. I'm going to read this to you guys. And I think there's a little bit of video here. It says, newly released video shows an Instagram model grabbing a gun and defending her family from armed intruders at her Florida home. WPLG TV reports uh, Ansley uh, Pacheco, 26, sprung into action when two mass robbers ambushed her husband and friends while they were watching the Miami Heat in the NBA Finals earlier this month. The suspect grabbed a guest who had pulled into the driveway at their Miami-Dade County home and forced their way inside with guns. Um, while I was in the bathroom, I, this is a quote from her, while I was in the bathroom, I started to hear the commotion. I started hearing, get down, get down, give me everything you got. Pacheco told the TV station, I went to the nightstand, I grabbed the gun, I opened the door, I saw one of the guys face to face with me, he told me to put my, my gun down, I shook my head no, and then I said, don't shoot me, my son is here. Uh, they exchanged gunfire, which is caught on surveillance video re release Tuesday, and I'm just going to play a little bit of this, uh, let me see if you guys can see this here, um, if it's coming through, so... Actually, so there's the model if you want to see that. Let me, uh, yeah, so here's her, where is the video? I want to see the video of this actual, here it goes. So um, let me go back here to show you the guys this. Uh, so she, she's looking out the door, and these guys start shooting. You can see, so here's the, here's the car coming in. A friend came to visit them, looks like in a G-Wagon. The guys run in through the gate. I can't really see what they have. But they grab the guy trying to come to the door, and then her husband just opens the door um, and then realize what's going on behind those guys until they came in with the guns. You know, and so she saw this, and they start shooting her. You can see bullets, like, going through the TV and all that kind of stuff. This was pretty uh, crazy. So they're, like, in a, in a shootout, um, which helps the husband and, and his friend get away. And then they come to her, get their gun, and go after the guys and uh, and chase them out of the house. This is, like, real crazy. Yeah, that's this, pretty wild, isn't it? Yeah. This is why you always home carry. I don't know what you guys think about this. but oh, I, I always home carry. I keep telling people, please home carry. Glock 43, you can have it on your sweatpants. You're good Bro, to go. I'm a big Glock 26 guy just because it's so light and small. Mm -hmm. You got 11 rounds of what it – like I always tell people Glock 26 is like the smallest 9 mil you actually want to shoot on a regular basis. Um, and I'm a big fan. I mean, Boba's holster, like it's comfortable, mm -hmm. it's light. Mm -hmm. You know, you can you can wear it with dang basketball shorts if you want. Yeah. You know? Yeah, what do you what do you uh, home carry? What do you home carry, Trey? I'm interested. Three sixty five. Okay. okay. Yeah, I'm running the SAS right now, so I'm running on the uh, no sights, just the red dot or the little green dot. So that, when you're home, you're like wearing what? Like uh, like shorts, <coughs> basketball shorts, sweatpants. I'm wearing it right okay. now. Okay. I would love to show you, but I can't. Yeah, please. <laughs> Don't. Yeah, let me show you my shorts. No, 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 no. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Always. Yeah, I mean, always I, I got night sights on all my home defense stuff, mm -hmm. you know, just because, and I got by the one by the bed stand, uh, you know, I got yeah, a, a and I have that that's, similar to you know, multiple guns and safes throughout mm -hmm. the area, of course, but I always have a piece on me, always. Yeah. On the like, uh, what's the name of the guy that plays Drax? Uh, what's the name of this idiot? Oh, don't even get Batista. Start on Batista. Oh, Batista. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> Batista says you don't need an AR. Let me tell you something. I keep an AR in my bed. It's 300 blackout, integrally suppressed. Yep. 
ready to rock and roll. I don't care what Batista says. These dudes would have come in there. Uh, yeah, Lola will be coming back with a 300 blackout for your ass. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. So, I, I, yeah. I, don't, I, I got low. I've got, I mean, my. I, I, when I grow up, I'm going to be where you guys are at. But I've got, you know, uh, a three-year-old, an eight-year-old, a 10-year-old, 12-year-old, and a 16-year-old. So I'm like. I have all of those, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I got. I don't leave them out. Safe. I got a gun vault, like the biometric yeah. safe for my. Mm-hmm. I got a, my both my pistols in there, and then obviously on me at time because I'm controlling it, and then I have another safe in the closet with shotgun, another rifle. Right. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, no, I, I access them pretty fast. Yeah, yeah, and- access those really fast. But again, just like you, I have three, seven, eleven, and fourteen, and mm-hmm. I have to make sure they're all educated so they're not ignorant. Yeah, I mean they've all been. I mean, with your my three year old, obviously, yep. I don't leave guns out at all because no, she, absolutely not, mm-hmm. not even no. bullets because they'll snag those. Uh, I leave nothing out at all, mm-hmm. but I do have the safes, you know, in different areas of yeah. the house, so I can access them really fast. Because mm-hmm. you're absolutely right. That, yeah, um, and it's like, like I wish I could just have stuff like up here. <laughs> yeah, like I go to Eric's house and I'm like. Anywhere you need, you're good, you know. And someday I'm gonna get to that point. Once my my youngest, like like you, um, is probably around eight or so, and you know you can trust them. I'll probably have something up top, or mm-hmm. you know, maybe a little bit more accessible. But right now it's just all got to be locked up and. Yeah, you've got to go within your comfort level. But these people, yeah. like, just to answer like what Batista was talking about. These, this woman would have loved to have an AR in that situation when, yeah. when she's got her son there and and family and friends out there with yeah. these guys holding guns to their heads, you know, um, and, and they're lucky, they're fortunate that with that handgun they were able to drive these guys off. But, but that easily, to me, that would have been a situation that, you know, uh, an AR would have really, really helped. And, and I don't yeah, think when I you're mean, in that situation you want less off. firepower. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, I'm a big um, proponent, like, in home defense, just because, like, in the military, like, they teach you how to take rifles and shotguns from people, and if you don't have a sling on it, like, it's even easier, like, going around corners and doing mountain training, like, somebody that doesn't know what they're doing, like my wife, like, she has a her concealed carry permit, or, like, if my 16-year-old grabs a gun, like, it's going to be easier for him to keep a pistol. Even with that said, a guy like me, like I'm a trained jujitsu guy and Muay Thai and all this other kind of stuff. Like I'm going to take a gun from you if you come close enough for me to get it and I'm going to use it on you. Right. But like a pistol is probably the easiest thing, especially in hallways, bathrooms, never know if it's getting up in your bed to wheel the maneuver and shoot at weird angles. Right. Like, so just, as much as I love AR pistols, like with me or you, like with somebody that's more like a novice, I'm not. I'd rather have them have a pistol in their hand, um, engage in multiple. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, but I love my AR pistol for me. Like that's what I'm going to freaking battle with these guys with if they come mm-hmm. to my door. Right? Yeah, yeah. Let me get a couple of comments in from people. Uh, Rodney Brady says, word and Dade uh, said her dude is that guy. 
She also has an OnlyFan account. Okay, very interesting. It's interesting that Rodney Brady's all up on this, right? He, he already <laughs> knows. <laughs> he already knows the whole situation. Uh, and he says Miyayo. Is that what her name is on Instagram? Hopefully I remember that. Boom. I'm not following her on Instagram, but I might, I might have to do that now. Especially since I know that I guarantee you right now she believes in guns. Okay? I'm just telling you right now. She's not voting for Biden. Other, well, but she could be. I'm pretty be confident silly. in that one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, Brick says Batista bringing steroids to a gunfight. Yeah, man. I I I, I posted that something bro was roided out like like crazy. I want to like, like him. I want to like him, man. But that was three years ago. He was shooting an AR. What's uh, I don't know what his deal is. Yeah. They converted him, obviously. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. You know what? Here's here's. Talking about this whole gun thing on on YouTube and Instagram and all, mm-hmm. like my views on Facebook and Instagram went down like crazy, but like in the end of the day, like you are who you are and you believe what you believe, and I'm just kind of the point where like mm-hmm. I, I that's who I am, mm-hmm. and if uh, a boat company doesn't want to do a video with me, like oh, so well. lost, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. like I'm not gonna like. The, the second amendment like this whole like lady well, Amy Cohen Barrett I did a video on her and a lot of people got their pennies in a bunch because they didn't actually listen to the whole video I, I asked some tough questions like is it un-American for her to like not defend gun rights like mm-hmm. our country was founded on the second amendment and the freedom to have firearms and freedom of speech it's like, what does it say about our country that she can't just say that in the Supreme Court hearing? Like, it's not like I'm pro her. She's a, a friend of the Second Amendment. And but it's like, what what have we come to that? You know, something that was so fundamentally important to the founders of this nation, mm-hmm. a Supreme Court justice can't just say that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it's just it's messed up, man. Mm-hmm. You know, People no, getting shadow banned. Yeah. People in, in my speech in the Second Amendment speech, like we're getting shadow banned, man. Like it, it's terrible. It's, a, like, it's an unfortunate day, situation that we're living here now. That a lot of these people, I guarantee you that I don't care how many muscles he has, like what kind of action stuff he does in a script or what he does in a wrestling ring that's also scripted. I would give him credit for that being a sport, a physical sport, and all that kind of stuff. And I don't even think it's easy to be uh, to to do these movies, right? When you when you have to oh, uh, be oh, all bulked yeah, up and everything, stunts and whatever. Yeah. yeah. But if he was in a situation like this, that dudes rolled up on him, you know, he couldn't seriously come out there and tell me that he wouldn't want to have the most firepower to defend his family. Two knives, man. That's what he likes. Two knives. <laughs> okay. Yeah, he's gonna get. Yeah, he's gonna be in a world of hurt. Yeah, what's gonna those dudes happen. are coming in there with guns, man. If they come in there with pistols, you go back at them with, you know, with with rifles, right? They come with the rifles. You're coming with the machine guns. Uh, you know, they want to come with the machine guns. You know, you come with the attack helicopters. Like, what do you all? It always has to be more. It always yeah, has to be. Unless you're Joe Biden, then it's going to be all you can have is a double barreled shotgun. Well, yeah, whatever. <laughs> With wood grain stock. Shooting up in the air. <laughs> yeah. I want all tools available to me when I'm dealing with people. 
You know, what, right? ha- what happened if these guys met resistance and then they kept pushing? You know, maybe once she resisted here, like we were seeing in this video, um, you know, maybe that loosened up and they're like, oh, crap, we're in trouble. We need to get out of here. What if they didn't want to do that? I'll tell you what, bro. Like, all these people that are, like, armchair gun rights people, like, need to shut the front door until they've been shot at or they've been shot around or they've seen somebody be shot at. Mm -hmm. Until you felt that fear or the fear of the people around you and you're protecting those people, you don't know nothing. Mm -hmm. Like, and Mm -hmm. unfortunately, a lot of people with the way our society is never encounter anything even close to that. And the media and social media and Hollywood, for some reason, even though Hollywood's making a bajillion dollars selling firearm videos, want to like paint us as like these bad guys. And that's why I'm like, you know what, bro? Like I don't need to make money on social media. I'm gonna, and I do make some, like it's more important to me to be like who I am and be an advocate for that than to worry about the money. Mm-hmm. And in my experience in life, if you believe what you believe, you'll attract other people like that and you'll be more successful. And, it, and money ain't the end of the, the deal. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate you guys for being who you are and being what you are because second amendment's important. Yeah. Like there's nothing more important about being American than the second amendment. Nope. And okay. we need to tell that story. I think, you know what, I think that there's a lack of backbone or spine for some of these celebrities. I feel like Bautista is like that, right? He just wants to be cool in Hollywood. He wants to get the roles. But look, even even 50 Cent, when he, you know, looking at the, uh, I think he was looking at a CNBC video talking about what kind of taxes he was going to get hit with by the Biden plan, which would be 62% for him living in New York City. And he was like, no, I'm going to be 25 cents. I'm not down with that. You know, so because he said that, which that's not an endorsement <laughs> of anyone. That's just that's just common. I don't know. People don't like that word. Fact. Yeah, that's you just know, here's, it's the truth, bro. Like in the end of the day, like it's the truth. Mm-hmm. And like people want to vilify me. Like some people don't want to be a part of this veteran shark week because I'm going to shoot a shark. Like for thousands of years, people hunted sharks and big game and were like you know heroes in their in their communities in the last 40 50 years it's become this PETA thing and like you know bro like you ain't gonna change the story of human humanity like we are gonna come back and and give this meat to people that are hungry mm-hmm. and if you have a problem with that like what does that say about you mm-hmm. right it's the same thing with gun rights like we, you know, how many people have lost their lives defending our constitution, and the Second Amendment is number two. Like, mm-hmm. if you have a problem with that, like, what does that say about you? And I'm just kind of the point in my life, you know, where like my kids need to see me standing up for the things that are important. Absolutely. And and it's like, you know, what, bro, like if you don't want to like give me views on YouTube, I, it's all good. Like, at the end of the day. We believe what we believe, and we're going to inspire people to do the same thing. And if we don't do it, our kids and our kids' kids aren't going to be able to do the things that we even do because our rights are going to go away. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I think we, I think people ultimately just have to stand up and and uh, speak the truth, 
and uh, and and get over like being down with these people or whatever because it doesn't make any sense if you have if you don't have anything. So um, let's see here. Uh, well, you, you know, and I ahead, see it on the range. I see all the new people, new shooters. Mm -hmm. you get to teach them, educate them, and it is interesting when they come out mm -hmm. to, to hear the preconceptions when they come out because my range is a lot different than other ranges. Mm -hmm. So they they are nervous when they come out. They think it's the old white guys club or whatever it is mm -hmm. I'm like no man i think everybody should have the right to protect their family and protect their home i don't care who you are come out i'll teach you mm -hmm. all day mm -hmm. and so i get a lot of different people out there especially from orlando i'm starting to get more coming from orlando i work with you i don't mind i'll help you out because mm -hmm. somebody taught me i didn't just learn what one do day you, what right. do you think Charlie, not everybody like, has an uncle, uncle took me on the fishing Mm -hmm. My grandfather, yeah. all that same stuff, the mm -hmm. same routine. And yeah. I mean, I'm just because. I'm from, go ahead. Just just because you don't have an uncle or a grandfather or father that that gives you that, like especially in the community I was in, a lot of kids I was raised with, they didn't have their dad or their uncle or their grandfather. A lot of them were locked up or dead. Like it's not their fault. Like and free Americans of all colors and creeds deserve to feel safe in every community. And one shares this: the Second Amendment. Like. Yep. For far too long, racism has divided our country, and uh, you know, guys like Trey and, and us, like we need to to embrace that, and 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 continue to inspire the things that that we have. Just you know, it's not people's fault that they didn't have people in their lives like us, you know. And uh, it's a beautiful thing, you know, like guys like Simon. Uh, what's his handle on Instagram? Simon. Um, Simon. Yeah, Tony Simon. Diversity shoot. Mm -hmm. He does a lot of good work, man. Monastory's doing a lot of good stuff. Mm -hmm. Kevin, Kevin he's doing a lot of good stuff, mm -hmm. right? Like and like Killer Mike, man. Um, he's done some good stuff. He's a big gun advocate. Like, you know, a lot of a lot of um, politicians had a lot of people tricked into into thinking things, and, and it's too bad, man. Like, we are all free Americans, and the only way to continue to be free Americans, everybody have the equal rights and access to guns and, uh, training and, and ammunition together, and everything. Mm -hmm. Trey, let you me know? ask you this, Trey, when people, so these new people coming to the range, right? When you're talking to them, what is the, what's their, what was their biggest fear? What was the thing that pushed them in the direction of getting into guns now? Well, you know, it's, it is different. At all times, but I had a lady come out, right? Mm -hmm. She was younger and she wanted to learn how to shoot. Of course, she took pictures for Instagram, Facebook, that usual stuff, mm -hmm. but she wanted to learn how to shoot. Mm -hmm. And so, first thing she did was she wanted to have fun shooting. So, she came out and she rented a couple machine guns. We shot a little bit, shot some handguns, a shotgun, kind of. She wanted to shoot an AK and AR. I brought out a G36, I brought out a full auto Beretta, and we just we had a little fun, so she got to learn about shooting. Mm -hmm. Plus, she got to kind of fill me out. I taught her how to shoot and I load everything proper. Made her look like she actually knew what she was doing, not some, I don't know what I'm doing. Okay. So I worked with her. Mm -hmm. And then then she, she goes, well, where do I go from here? I said, well, you should start with your concealed weapons permit because you obviously are interested in guns and you want to protect yourself. Mm -hmm. She goes, okay. So she took my concealed weapons class and she got her permit. And then... She came out and did a gun trial. So, again, not knowing anything about guns. 
And so I brought out about a hundred different kinds of handguns. She said, I, I wanted a 19 and different stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And so she came out, we shot them all. We found the one she liked. She picked it, went, found it, bought it, started carrying. You know, I worked her through that and she kept coming back with a gun and training. And I gave her some different drills to train on her own. And, you know, she went from never touching a gun to, uh, you know, now she's carrying a concealed weapon. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Are you kidding me? And, you know, it doesn't matter where she's from. It doesn't matter who she's who she is. She's a gun carrier like me. Mm-hmm. And I know that maybe one day she might be protecting me. I don't know that. Or I might be protecting her. But, you know, there's there is a camaraderie there that transcends the political view. Because I can tell you our political views are different. But I never talk about politics. And I never talk about politics while I'm teaching a gun lesson. I am there to teach you how to handle a gun and protect your family. Mm-hmm. Whether I agree with your politics or not, for me, is irrelevant. What I agree with is you're going to shoot a gun and you're going to have fun and you're going to enjoy it and you're going to be safe about it. So, and that's what I really love and enjoy about the Second Amendment community. The more and deeper I get into it, like the core value of the Constitution, the Second Amendment is there. And, you know, people joke about fishing being this thing that crosses all but the second amendment and firearms is another thing and i'm, I'm very lucky that i'm in both of those communities um and i'm telling you like my speech free americans when you hear it it's gonna kick you it's gonna punch you in the gut and it, it talks about some heavy stuff uh I'm, you just you gotta hear it i, I can't really speak about it because it's going live uh, on Saturday. Do you know but, what time your uh, speech is going to be? Is there like a schedule of when your your section? They don't have an exact schedule rally? yet. Okay. There's like four blocks, and I'm in the second block. Okay. I believe they haven't even told us what. It's kind of. I, I don't know. There's, yeah, there's probably a lot of moving parts with that whole thing. You guys, like everyone out there, that's going to be watching all that stuff live. You just need to uh, participate in the whole thing. I believe it's going to be a Facebook Live. I think you can get some stuff on uh, Instagram or at least YouTube, find the link it. I just posted mm-hmm. to my YouTube to my Instagram story with the link on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, I mean, there is. I'm telling you, like I had an emotional experience last year. I went to the first ever two A rally, where where Tim spoke from Military Arms Channel and Eric from Iraq Veteran. Like, Eric was the lead speaker, man. Like, and I was filming for him that day. And, and like, about a minute into this speech, I was like, Wolverines. Like, I was just totally like, and then I heard KD speak and Simon speak and Maj Tori. And I was like, bro, like, these are my people. Like, where I've been trying to find you people my whole life. I found my people. Mm-hmm. And then George Floyd happened. And the next day I call Rob. I'm like, Rob, you need to put me on. And he was like, oh, okay. And I told him my shit. And he was like, I got you. And then uh, I used to have a tech company in Silicon Valley. And my speech coach for like pitching companies is this like little Jewish dude. And he's from San Francisco. And and I, I approached him. I'm like, look, dude, like coach, I need you. Mm-hmm. And I was Half of him, half of me thought he was going to be like, he's a Jewish dude from San Francisco. He's going to tell me to pound sand, right? And I was kind of weird about it. But then he was like, not only am I going to teach you, but I'm going to do it for free. And I'm like, oh, 
he's a second amendment guy. Like, and, uh, you know, he can't put that on blast in what he does necessarily. Yes. Um, yes. Mm-hmm. I'll put it on blast from now. You know, the demo coach, Nathan gold, he is an amazing person an amazing coach. And I, I had this like rough speech and I, I gave it to him. The same thing I kind of gave Rob. He was like, Tim, you don't understand, dude. I'm like, what do you mean? He was like, this can be like, and I have the dream kind of speech. And I'm like, okay. So for a hundred days, I freaking chipped away and hammered and chipped away. And it was like this real, honestly, a dark fucking, sorry, no, been past 10 minutes, a dark, yeah. I still feel bad. I'm in the Navy, so I'm definitely. (laughs) (laughs) So I had this like dark, freaking place I was in, going through this speech and like a good speech coach. It's like a performance. Like you try to get your emotion come through your words and stuff, and practicing that two, three times a day for a hundred days was not fun, bro. Like, but I got it out, and Mm -hmm. when I got it out, I was like. And I started writing this white immunity thing, but like, it's, I don't know. We'll we'll see how people receive it. I I really feel like the second amendment community needed to hear it desperately. And I know you guys, based on the conversations we've ever had, like are on board with it. It's probably still going to punch you in the gut a little bit. Um, But I hope people feel what I feel. That's my main goal. All right. Uh, cool. Go ahead. I mean, I don't know what the speech is going to be, but mm-hmm. I see it. I see that, you know, the 2A committee is amazing because you look at it and what do you have? The, man, there is everybody. And I see it more and more every day on the range. I don't just see like local people. I And, you know, people from around my community. I see people from Orlando, Jacksonville, Tampa. I see people from everywhere coming to the range to shoot, learn how to shoot. And it is pretty cool seeing the different opinions and different things, but they all like to shoot. And whether it's long distance or just wanting to shoot their pistol, I have a guy comes out, older guy, never was really into guns, but he shot 22s when he was a kid and was in the military. He comes out every Wednesday, like clockwork, with one box of 38 rounds and shoots his 38, and me and him just sit around and talk for a while. Super nice guy, you know, and you would never yeah. think about talking with a dude like that just out in town, you know? Right. So, well, what's cool about the second amendment community and shooting is like, once you get people and like, I'm telling you, if you took a lot of these people that are like anti second amendment and you just brought them to the range and let them shoot once, like they, they would change the half of them would change their mind. Like absolutely. Mm-hmm. And, and this is something I was talking to Eric about. I'm like, like if I had the time and money and whatever, like, like just going to the inner city and doing the stuff like Mars Tori is doing, like getting people like, I mean, in, in the military is recruited by like hearts and minds. And that's what it is. Like if you just give people that experience, it's like, it's like you're a drug dealer. You give them that taste test and they're like, Oh, I like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, and, and you know, it's funny though. Do, not that many oh, people do it, you know? Go ahead. Sorry. It's funny because I built the range based on helping instructors. Now, again, I get out of a regular range, but I get instructors from all over, inner city instructors, country instructors, whatever it is, and they all shoot on the line. They are they all like really intermingle well. So I get one of my local instructors from a guy from Orlando, and them dudes are over there 
swapping ideas about training, talking, talking about different stuff, talking about different guns they prefer, all sorts of stuff. Then they teach your class. Their class intermingles kind of with the other class when they're taking breaks. You know, it's, you know, I like it. I, I like this. It's, you know, what it, exactly what, what you said. It's just like the military in a lot of ways. Because I was in the military. I'm, I'm from Florida. And I had guys from New York, guys from, you know, yeah, California. Mm-hmm. We're all crammed together and we're sitting in the same area eating or we're you know, on the same chopper. That, none of that crap matters, man. You're in the Navy. I'm in the Navy. Know we're what trying to get out of here. the best, like, answer for racism is? Spending time with people that are from these races doing something you both enjoy. Mm-hmm. It yep. cures fucking racism. And, that, and the military people different from that. you and learn some stuff. Figure out how you're the yeah, same. I mean, that's what it is. And that, that unfortunately, are, they're different. You know? Everybody laughs. Everybody wants to protect their family. I don't care who you are or where you're from. Yeah. And what's beautiful, what was one challenging thing about the average American, the average American hasn't been outside of the country. And if they have, they've been to like Mazalan or Cancun, which <laughs> is like America light, right? <laughs> hey, like, hey, hey, I went to not, Cancun one time, man. You've actually been out of country. I don't country. know. I, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it was pretty, I've been out of country. If you, I went if to you think, if you think that, like, uh, I'm, I'm telling you, in uh, the one time <laughs> I went to Cancun, I realized something about Mexico that, that pretty much cured me on all of that. First of all, uh, Mexican people, very racist. Number one. Found Bro, that out fast. The world is pretty racist. Yeah, honestly. Absolutely, the rest of the world. People, people think say like we're a racist country. I'm like, no, we're not a racist country. We still have a problem with racism, mm-hmm. but we are not a racist country. Yeah, a lot but of those guys were talking. So at the time, my girlfriend was Puerto Rican, and I could hear Spanish better than I could speak it. And they kept asking her why she with the black guy. That's number one. Number two, that really pissed me off. I had to pay to leave Mexico. So you go to a place that sucks, and then you have to pay to get out of there. Hmm. Yeah, never good. So that's all I needed of the of the Mexico experience. When you go to like Asia and other place, like like there's the racism between different Asians. Like yeah, I was sure. married to a Korean woman for years, and she was like totally racist when it came to Filipinos or like Thai people. The only like the high, it's like the Japanese and Chinese, and then like the Koreans Everyone, are kind of like here. The rest of them. This is a yeah. human being problem it's, that we have. We just don't like yeah, each other. It's, it's older than time, honestly. Yeah. It ain't going nowhere. Yeah. Let me you get know. this question in here for, for Trey. Um, for uh, Trey, Air, uh, Armament and Axes wants to know what's up with the fish tank. Oh, it's the case. Hey. What's up? What's up? How you guys doing? She's getting big. She's bye. saying bye. Bye. Where's DJ? Hold on, DJ. Say hi to Hank. Oh, DJ. There he goes. I love you. What's I'll see you tomorrow. He's got the fidget spinner. Good night. <laughs> yeah, so um, so Armament and Axes asked this question, Trey. What's up with the fish tank? I'm redoing it, Is and it some of my fish age you? out. Some of my fish age out, so I'm redoing the whole tank. Oh, okay. I always tell people that's where I put the bodies. In the fish that's tank. the other tank. <laughs> that's my fish pond tank, the seriously? <laughs> you know when you go fishing, you take them out, and you don't want to bring yeah. them back? Right, right. <laughs> yeah. Let me, so there's something I want to do here also before I forget. Um, so you guys, for folks out there and, uh, you know, 
Uh, maybe Captain Peterson, you don't know Walter, but Walter is always here on the show. We do a lot of stuff together. His daughter got married last year. I went to the wedding. So her husband uh, is in need of a liver transplant. I just want to share this with folks out there. There's a GoFundMe. Uh, maybe um, I'll get Lola to throw the link up. Uh, it's um, it's a GoFundMe. Walter's, Walter's yeah, his, daughter needs his, a liver transplant? No, his, his son-in-law, his daughter's husband. Oh, sorry, you broke up for a second. His son-in-law, okay. Yeah, son-in-law, and it says, help for my son Jason C. Cook, liver transplant. It says, hi, everyone, needing funds for my son for a liver transplant transplant ASAP also need donors I know this is a lot to ask but life depends on this any donations are welcome God bless you there's there is a go for, let me see I will try to share that here in the yeah, chat share it. I'll, I'll donate some money with to you help. with you guys um, I know I you know I know how that's tough that is for some young folks out there um, you know so if you can if you can you know even if you can't I think just you know helping us uh, share that and get that out there would go a long way. How come I can't paste this thing? I'm trying to paste it into my chat. It won't let me. Let me see if I could paste it to you guys. Oh, it's a big, it's a big long thing. That's why. I'll get Lola. Yep. I'll get Lola to uh, put like a, a shorter link up there for you all so you guys can see that. Uh, you know, sucks when you're going through that kind of stuff. Walter's actually probably going to be out um, for about at least a week or so. Um, so, you know, if you guys are wondering about that, uh, but we will see Walter back here, you know, uh, soon. Um, let me see here. There's some other things. Uh, have you guys been paying attention to what's going on in Nigeria at all? Yeah. No, sorry. Yeah. So, uh, there's some heavy unrest in Nigeria and the police over there opened fire on the citizens. Um, Got like 17 people or something. I think the oh, death yeah. toll is going up that. to over okay, 50 that's right now. Yeah. There's lots of clashes and stuff like that going on over there in Nigeria. And I think, you know, I think this goes back to the whole gun thing, right? The, the people, the citizens of a, of a place, of a country, it's not just Americans. Everyone around the world deserves their right to defend themselves. The 2A is like a human right. This is what this is one of the craziest things about politicians in America trying to take apart something in the Constitution that protects the citizenry of America, but should be extended to every human being on the face of the planet to defend themselves, especially against their government. You know, um, and, and that's what this reminds me of. It kind of hits home because I used to live there, you know, have a lot of friends from there and stuff like that. But, you know. Um, gun rights are civil rights, and all gun laws are racist. Yeah. And who prevents the government from taking more and more of our liberties away? Mm -hmm. Free Americans. Yeah. Patriots. Uh, who are we? We're free Americans, and we need to to stop this these gun grabbing politicians and these Karens and these social media companies shadow banning us. Mm -hmm. Nobody else is going to do it. Like if we don't do it, and we don't start doing something today, and start speaking our mind. I don't know where we're going to be, and uh, that doesn't work for me. And there's too many friends of mine that have lost their lives and uh, given their knees, backs, and marriages to, to support and defend in the Constitution. Uh, we owe it to them. Like, we're here. A lot of guys can't walk. They don't got arms and legs, and, you know, we got to do something. And I for everybody, not everybody can make YouTube videos and do the things that we do and be Second Amendment advocates. But like, maybe that's like in your community. Like, 
once a month, you take some kids to the range. Uh, you know, maybe that means, you know, just teaching your kids. Like maybe that means, uh, just do something like you have to, if we don't go out there and inspire the next generation to do what we do, there ain't going to be anything left. That's right. And, and you know, I allow young kids to come to the range with their parents. Hundred percent. It's not very common on ranges, and I've had people ask, "Can my fourteen-year-old son come out?" Of course he can. Why wouldn't he? Are you going to supervise him? Right. Yeah, I'm going to teach him how to shoot. Absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely. Mm-hmm. But it's crazy that some ranges, eighteen or older. Now, if he's by himself, that's different. Mm-hmm. Obviously, that's he has to be with an adult. Mm-hmm. But a dad wanting to show his fourteen-year-old son how to shoot a twenty-two, absolutely. Are you kidding me? Yeah. I mean, the first gun I shot, I was probably 10 years old. My, my grandpa was like, here's the, my 410. Let's go shoot it. You know? And it's like, I mean, I'm not going to give a 10 year old an AR to go blast away, but like a single shot, you know, 22 or 12 gauge, or, you know, like I think an average 10 year old, if, you know, if they don't have special needs and this and that and the other thing, like can probably handle shooting a single shot, something, you know? Mm-hmm. I grew up shooting. I grew up actually go out and, and harvest a hunt for food. I mean, we were poor when I was a kid. We didn't have no money. So mom, mom, my mom be like, here's your 22. Here's some bullets. I go out and shoot a squirrel, clean it, or whatever. I sold, uh, I sold hide. We'd eat the meat, whatever I got. Or I'd fish. That was one way. Mm-hmm. And we didn't have no money. We Whatever I caught and cleaned, that's what we had for dinner that night. You know? So... Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, it's kind of, for me, it's kind of weird not like, being involved with guns and stuff. Yeah, it's weird, man. Like, in the last 50 years, people think, like, their meat comes in a cellophane wrap package <laughs> from the grocery store. Yes. And, like, people don't realize, like, 80, 90 years ago, like, housewives and dresses were, like, shooting bears and yes. prepping them before their husband got home. Mm-hmm. Like, this is, like, our country was founded on people that did that and like this whole woman's rights turned into like animal rights has like gone way to this side and like i mean there's a place for some of that but like 80 percent of that is probably like where where are you people coming from like like we we are hunters and fishermen like you can't change that in 40 years no like and who does more conservation than a fishing captain and a hunter Right. I'm in the woods. I know what's yeah. going on. I know what I need to do. I do land management why, at my other property. I manage the animals out there. Yeah. I take good care of them. Of course, I harvest them too. But certain ones, I'm like, nope, that's my breeder. Leave him alone. Or And I watched this in Georgia at a place I hunted. They came in and hunted the does down, had stronger does, stronger bucks. Because remember, the buck and only, only one certain buck's going to be breeding, not the weaker bucks. And now they have a big flourishing population of very strong managed deer and the places are fabulous, you know, stuff like that. Those people don't know anything about all that, you know. All these people, I put a post on my Instagram about I got my permit for like federal shark hunting and I put my BRN 180 AR pistol. I put them together and I said, (laughs) after shark wheat, oh, dude, it like broke the Internet. Like, (laughs) and. I'm just like, you know what, man, like you're not going to vilify me like my core values are my core values. Like when it comes to gun rights, when it comes to civil rights, like like, you know, the media is what it is, is going to do what's going to do. But, you know, it takes good people to stand up for what they believe in. 
And sometimes you just gotta be unpopular to reach people. And like, if people want to vilify me for taking a 20 disabled veterans fishing and killing sharks and then bringing it to people that are poor, that are hungry for food, like, what does that say about our community? Like, I, I, I tell people, like, if I can do it in front of my mom and my grandma, I could probably do it in front of Jesus. And that's kind of how I live my life. <laughs> like, okay. You understood. Know? Understood. Yeah. Um, let me see. Okay, there's a couple more things. I want to get into a couple of more things before we get out of here. So we're here in Florida, and I've been hearing these kinds of rumors and things like that. Uh, matter of fact, uh, Mo, my, my barber, was, was talking about this. I'm going to throw this up. This article is from NPR. I don't know if you guys uh, need to – I'll just show it to you. You can find it. You've probably already seen this. Um, U.S. blames Iran for threatening election email, says Russia may interfere too. Iranian influence specialists are behind threatening emails sent to voters in Alaska and Florida, U.S. officials said on Wednesday evening, and suggested that more such interference could be in store from Russia. Director of National Intelligence John Ratcliffe said the U.S. intelligent community believes Iran and Russian operatives obtained voter record information, which enabled Iran to target some people with intimidating emails based on party registration about how they better vote for Trump or else. Um... The senders post as members of the white supremacist Proud Boys. Okay, now just just realize for a second that this they is, are not white supremacists. Yeah, for this, yeah, is, this is NPR saying diverse. this, right? Yeah, I, I don't know much about them. Yeah, so. I don't. Well, I, the the Proud Boys are not white supremacists. Um, no. you know, but this is NPR saying all of this, and just to just to go back to what happened here, like Mo was telling me, oh, you know, a friend told me that. She got this email from from these Trump supporters, the Proud Boys, and they were like, "If you don't vote for Trump, we're gonna kill you and do all this stuff." And my fr- and I didn't know, I didn't see this news out there, right? My first reaction, I was like, uh, "Tell me you don't believe that." He was like, "What are you talking about?" I was like, "What makes you think that anyone on either side, either the Biden camp or the Trump camp, is gonna go out there and actually threaten people in voting and put that on the record and all that?" That has to be uh, someone trying to stir stir up problems, yep. you know. So don't believe it, and, and it's out here now like, officially. You know, Iran, Iran, North Korea, Russia, like they've all been. Anytime you see a meme mm-hmm. that you're like, oh, it, it just feels nasty. That wasn't Jim Bob from Alabama posting that meme originally. Like all these memes that have been posted, uh, and I've talked about this in my speech and in my preemptive speech, like about running over protesters and doing all this crazy, like that ain't normal folks posting that stuff. Like mm-hmm. those things have been like systematically tested to reach as many people. And you've got, you know, meme factories in Uzbekistan targeting that. Like, mm-hmm. like, and unfortunately, 2016, people didn't know that was a thing. Now, I feel like most people, 80% of people, know that's a thing. Mm-hmm. And let's hope that they see through that. Uh, with that said, though, like it's scary how much these outside countries have, have propagated I mean, no... social media and used it as – yeah, and, I mean, the these, are just the cur- these are just the current ways of people communicating. But let's be honest, right? We've always tried to influence other countries in elections. Oh, other 100%. countries have like always Arab tried Spring, to influence us. Like with Obama. Yeah. Like, 
we like for sure like back in world war ii and in korea we were dropping leaflets which yeah. was like social media at the time like mm-hmm. we invented this crap mm-hmm. but what's interesting is people forget how devious putin is putin was like the head of the kgb yes he like, was that dude is like sick nasty propaganda expert mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and and also iran iran isn't interested and i'll just i already know who i'm gonna vote for right and, I, and I'm just encouraging people to vote. You go go do what you want to do. I'm not going to try to influence anyone right? out there. Yeah. But Iran is not interested in having Trump there. A lot of these terrorist uh, nations, countries, they're not interested in it because all they want, what they want to do is bomb them. That's what they want to do. They want to take out the bad guys. So they would rather deal with these guys who are going to negotiate, give them money, play games with them. And all that kind of stuff. Maybe even in cases, give them technology that they can use against us to to hurt us. So of course they're going to go this route, you know. And I think people just need to be. I was a little appalled, but I was like, hey man, I hope you really, really don't believe that either camp is going to do something like that here in America. That's not how we do things here in America. No one's going to go out there and start sending emails to people. And if folks actually believe that, then. You know, and 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 I had no I had no knowledge of this. Um, last night, when when this news actually started coming out, I was sharing it with him. One of the biggest things with this is there's a whole disinformation thing going on, and we're all participating in it. I don't know if so. That's the closest I came to that, right? You guys are also in Florida. Did you hear any of this from your friends that they were getting these threats? Yeah, my wife seen something and and told me about it. Uh, I heard it from. A friend of mine who's also a captain, you know, I, I mean, it's definitely a thing. Like email addresses are something they hack and they put out stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, it's I've unfortunate. I've never heard of it besides seeing it on Instagram. Really? I guess they were sending out letters or something. Yeah, emails. Letters. Yeah. Emails. Yeah, emails yeah. threatening if you vote for XYZ. And, we're gonna yeah, and XYZ claiming to be fan. the Proud Boys, right? Because they, they realize that yeah. the Proud Boys is a thing. The, the media is pushing that narrative. Well, I mean, um, like, let's be honest. There's people we know, and I'm not going to name names, like, that have had attacks on stuff they sell because marketing shirts or something with, like, Boogaloo on it. Like, like the Boogaloo boys have been vilified for being racist and white supremacists, and they're absolutely not. And they are in my speech also. I don't mention them in my speech, but, you know, I talk about free Americans, black, white, and Native Americans protecting a Muslim American owned smoke shop. You know, the night George Floyd's murder. Like, reporters asked who they were, and their response was simple free Americans. Like, yes. some of those guys have been associated with the Boogaloo boys. But I have friends that were on the streets. Like my whole half of my family still lives in that neighborhood. Like they seen guys driving around with Boogaloo Boy logos on and they thought they were white supremacists. I'm like, no, dude, you don't understand. Like they're not white supremacists. They actually want to support people's right to protest for the Black Lives Matter protest. Mm -hmm. And people don't know that. But in the media, all they do is label them one time Mm -hmm. like the boys and everybody thinks they're white supremacists. Mm -hmm. And. Even though one those, of the top guys in the Proud Boys is—is is he Latino? Uh, is he or something? Yeah, yeah. I thought he's yeah, I thought he's Puerto Rican or something. Isn't yeah, he? yeah. Afro Puerto Rican or whatever, but like, yeah. Mm-hmm. But like, no, like, and I'm not saying, you know, and that's the problem though. Like, if you watch Joe Rogan, he talks about how the Proud Boys, Gavin, whatever his name was, 
like founded it. Like it was like a joke and it just turned into this thing. It's kind of like these veteran organizations and gun rights organizations, they turn into this big monster and you can't expect the NRA as much good as they've done. The, the, their core values have strayed. And it's kind of like in the veteran community, wounded warrior project, like they were great, but they just turned into this thing. And now they're not doing, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the veteran community on it. So a lot of these other small organizations are out there and that's, that's why those are the ones I support. Mm-hmm. Right. But it's like, all it takes is like, even the black Panthers, which is in my speech too. Like, uh, like, I don't know if you know the history of black Panthers, they were taken down basically on gun violations and, you know, munitions charges. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's what sparked all these ridiculous gun control laws Mm -hmm. in California today. Like free America and Martin Luther King once said he had a dream. And when he had that dream, he had applied for a concealed carry permit only after his assassination would the government pass gun laws in response to Malcolm X's black Panthers open carrying. Like it's just, you know, like the government took down the Black Panthers within a couple of years. There's 194 white supremacist organizations in this country today. Why don't they take them down? Uh, I'm not sure what the answer is for that. You know? Right. Um, Me either. But like yeah. there was one black supremacy group and they took them some bitches down quick as hell. Right. <laughs> There was like, something that motivated them. Listen, let me do this. We're running out of time. We're running out of time here. John Crump is shouting you out. Hey, John what's up, Crump, what's up? Yeah, John Crump is out there. Uh, shout out, shout out to John Crump. He says Sergeant is an awesome American. Uh, Trying every day. So yeah, and then Rodney Brady says Cuban. So I'm assuming he's referring to uh, the guy that's running the that's uh, oh the guy okay uh, yeah in the Proud Boys. Let's do this because we got a couple of minutes left, and um, I know that a lot of people are switching over to the debate and all that kind of stuff, and I don't want to keep anyone away from that. You know, I know you guys want to see what you know. Trump's going to debate a whole bunch of different people. I'm sure they're going to there's going to be good use of that mute button on there. But um, before you all break out and do that, I want to make sure that you figure out how to follow these guys and support these two gentlemen that came here on the show. Uh, that that would greatly please me if my audience did that. So I'm going to start with Trey. I'm going to start with Trey. Tell the folks out there, Trey, uh, what, do you, what do you do? How can they get? Oh, look at that. You're prepared, man. You're no joke. So just pause. Hit the pause button right now. <laughs> All right, you guys know me. I've been on and off, on and off the show for a while. Aries Training Facility out of Leesburg, Florida. Love to have you guys come out, talk to me. You know, I post on Instagram, Facebook, the usual things. Uh, email or call me. Um, it'd be good to see everybody sneak out every once in a while. Hank, I mean, we were talking earlier about that, sneaking down and having some fun. So it'd be yeah, good to I'm see. I'm definitely you. coming to do some uh, some shooting with you. I've got some videos yeah. I need to do on your range, some long distance stuff, and then just hanging out with you, man. Yeah, you know, come out. Get, out with you. Yeah. See you. Like I always talk about, just like we talked about earlier, mm-hmm. if you want to train, you want to learn how to shoot a gun, you want to protect your family, please come out. I will help you out. I, I have instructors, different kinds of instructors. I will mm-hmm. find the instructor that fits your need and your comfort level. We have women come out and say, I only want a woman instructor. Boom, they had a woman instructor. No questions asked. I vet these people and make sure they're good instructors. I have a great group of people that come out and not all the instructors are local. They come in and come out. I got a Perfectus group coming out next month. Oh, cool. I'm excited to see Ken down there again. Absolutely. Good Ken's dude. awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, different guys that come out. 
you will find an instructor that will fit your needs. You don't have to be stuck with one type of instructor. Find the one that fits your needs and then go from there. You know, so please get out, train, protect your family, learn how to protect yourself. So, amen, amen. Uh, John Crump says, All three of you, all three of you are awesome Americans. He didn't say tree. That's me. I think <laughs> he said three. He might have. You never he said know. Three. I don't know if he knows about that joke or not. Um, so let's get to let's get to Captain Peterson here. Um, how how should the folks? What's the best way for people to communicate with you? There we go. Boom. That's the YouTube channel, right, YouTube. Captain Peterson's? Yes, sir. Captain Peterson's more than just fishing and uh, Instagram, just Captain Sergeant Peterson. Mm -hmm. uh, this is one of my favorite ones I just did recently. I heard what you said <laughs> when you lost that fish. <laughs> okay. Mm -hmm. I like to do a lot of memes and fun <laughs> stuff on there. Um, yeah, man. I mean, I'm a serious dude like when it comes to the Second Amendment and civil rights, but I like to have a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. And uh, you'll Very see that good. in my Instagram. I do a lot of, a lot of crazy, ridiculous memes. Uh, I'm not scared to make fun of myself or others, honestly. If you watch my YouTube videos, I do a lot of stuff with veterans, fishing, um, given that, I mean, everybody that's on my channel, I give them a lot of hard time. Mm -hmm. um, that's just kind of my. Okay. All right. So listen for big shout out before I do anything else. I want to give a big shout out to everyone still hanging out with us. All of you people who didn't go over to the debate. You are awesome people. I love you personally. I love you each and every one. And I appreciate you hanging out with me and these good dudes here in this conversation. Uh, make sure you go to hankstrange.com. Check out that. Big shout out to Bar Knowles that's coming on here and sponsoring the podcast. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if you heard about that, Trey, but we got Bar Knowles actually uh -huh. helping us put the podcast on right now. You know, uh, makers of performance steel case ammunition. Um, so big shout out to them. I'm going to run in the end right now. Everyone go to HankStrange.com. Stay right there, guys. Make sure you guys smash that uh, thumbs up button. Thumbs uh, up. Ring the bell. Subscribe to the channel. Ring the bell so you can be notified every time we go live. We are going to rip out the audio from this and throw it up on iTunes and all your other favorite places to listen to audio podcasts. Big thanks to Captain Peterson. Uh, Tim Peterson, right? Sergeant Tim yes, sir. Peterson for coming on here, as well as uh, Trey from Aries Firearms Training. Really appreciate you guys coming on. Great conversation. We'll have these guys back on again. You know, uh, enjoy enjoy that debate. I'm sure everyone's going to be, I'm going to be getting a bunch of messages and all that kind of stuff <laughs> from this. I'm going to have to get home and then rewind and do it. But thanks to everyone. Who wants the last word? Who wants the last word? Trey? Firepower. Okay, there you nah, go. There he is. Firepower. That's Firepower. right. <laughs> all right. We're out of here, guys. Thanks very much. Peace See you later. Out. Ciao.